She's a pretty one. It's episode 31. Here we are, back at the podcast. Welcome back. I hope you had a good week. Today we're going to talk about everyone's least favorite topic. <laughs> Anxiety. Oh, don't we love to address the elephant in the room, leering at us, ready to pounce at any time. I don't know. Elephants aren't actually that threatening, are they? They're kind of cute. Anxiety. The elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, anxiety sucks ass. I hate it. Um, I think I, I don't even totally understand anxiety in the sense that I think I've lived my entire life in a perpetual state of anxiety. Like, it's just more or less depending on the moment. So I don't really know the difference between anxiety (laughs) and not having anxiety. So to me, it's like, and why do I know that? Because everyone's told me, um, Rena, you're overthinking it. No, I'm just, uh, thinking the right amount that, which is the amount my brain needs to think about it before I can come to any kind of conclusion, which means I need to explore any and all possibility of danger over and over on repeat, playing out, uh, how I would deal with said scenarios um, before I can move forward with whatever this new experience is that I'm feeling trepidatious about. Oh, I mean, I don't know if any of you can relate. I probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you can relate to that. I mean, another reason I overthink things is because of, you know, the ADHD that my brain's just in hyperactive mode. Um, but a lot of it is also anxiety. I mean, or adrenaline, because anxiety fuels adrenaline that fuels the brain. Or I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but you've heard that before. Um, so how? So anxiety, right? Anxiety is like a perpetual state, and in that sense, to me, anxiety is not the same thing as fear. To me, fear is what is happening outside. I'm afraid of that. Do you hear that noise? I don't even know if you can hear it. Anyway, we're just going to talk through it. Um, fear. Oh, it must be a plane. Oh, scary. Is it the aliens? (laughs) But to me, fear is like when there's actually something in the real material world, uh, to be afraid of. And it's like just much more tactile to me, as opposed to anxiety that... To me, the whole reason it's anxiety is because it's a lot of imagined danger, imagined scenarios of what could potentially happen, but isn't necessarily happening right now. And that's why anxiety gets such a bad rap, because, first of all, a side note, bad rap? Is it supposed to be bad rep, like bad reputation? And why does everyone say bad rap? And also, I would listen to a bad rap about anxiety right now. But anyway... I digress. (laughs) What would that sound like? I have anxiety. I don't... Oh, no, no. Rena, no. No. Don't don't even try. Also, what... uh, And it makes me full of impropriety. Okay, yeah, see? Bad rap. Bad rap. Oh, God. Why did I do that? Um, Yeah, so anxiety gets a bad rap. 
bad rep, whatever it is, um, because it's about imagined danger versus a tactile, real danger, and therefore enters into into the realm of neuroses, mental illness, uh, stuff that people say, hey, why are you worrying about that? That's not happening to you right now. Um, and it's like, no, but it could, though. <laughs> I mean, it probably won't, but, like, it could. I mean, that's the question, right? Is imagined danger worth thinking about? I mean... Like people that, and that's, and there's no way of proving one way or the other. Some people that I knew were worried about COVID in January of 2020. I made jokes about it sounding like the beer Corona. So, you know, each to their own. Um, But like the people, the doomsday preppers, you know, they're imagining that things are going to get worse than they are, but there is some scientific basis to that. At one point, is danger imagined and I mean and how do you prove that it is um I mean I guess with like depending how you see it what the likelihood of that actually materializing is that bad scenario that everyone's scared of but I mean that's where you cross the realm of from anxious to paranoid right and paranoid is when you can't even be neurotic about the anxiety you're you're convinced that you're imagined danger is 100% real um, or at least like 85% real and the rest of the world thinks it's 0% real that is paranoia and that's the question it's like a prepper like like lately I've been wondering if I should buy a solar generator just in case you know and is that legit or am I being paranoid or is it just anxiety probably probably a little bit of all the columns um so yeah so I don't know but it's like but then if the power grid failed during a heat surge and I had the amount of power storage necessary I would still have air conditioning so it's like sometimes it's practical to think about fears because you prepare for them and other times it's a waste of energy And the problem is that it's very hard to differentiate when it's going to be a waste of energy and when it's going to actually pay off. And uh, if I knew how to tell the difference, man, that would be good. There's also some part of my brain that lies to me where it's like, even if I'm worrying about something and I'm like, worrying about this is not going to change it. There's still part of me that feels like, well, if I worry enough, I can get to the bottom of this. Like for some reason, when the pandemic, the lockdown really first hit, hit, it's one part of one idiotic, egotistical part of my brain was like, well, if I just Google search and like do enough research on COVID online, I can figure out the cure, which is like so delusional. But I was like, can't I just go down the rabbit hole and just figure this whole COVID thing out? Talk about delusion. And then there's another thing where anxiety is like, it's a physical feeling. It puts you on pins and needles or makes your heart rate go up or gives you that kind of like excited, fluttered feeling. And then it's also the mental racing thoughts. So it's a combination. I mean, I guess your mind is in your body. So that's still a physical feeling. I wonder though, do you think there are people who really just don't have anxiety 
And if so, do they know that they're going to die someday? (laughs) I don't know. There's something really bizarre to me about someone having a human experience absent of anxiety because, man, is it an anxiety-inducing scenario. We need a breath. We need, we need air so often to stay alive. Like, it's like, to me, there's just danger at every turn, but that's because I'm an anxious person. And I can't fathom someone who just takes for granted that the air is going to be there all the time. Uh, yeah. So it just feels more real to me to be anxious because, um, because this whole scenario is so bizarre of being alive and in a human body and, you know, coming from the unknown through the womb and then leaving to the unknown at death's door and no one really having any answers as to why or what's actually going on here. There's just all this biological imperative to, like, procreate or commune or or whatever it is you end up doing on this planet. But the lack of answers, the lack of proof of meaning... I just, I don't understand people who wouldn't have any anxiety in the face of that. And it makes me feel trepidatious around anybody who's a little too calm about just being human. I understand being manic and appreciative and in a joyful moment, but generally not having any anxiety about this absurd thing we call reality of being human. Man, maybe I'm just envious. Maybe I'm just envious, and that's why I I question it. But, uh, yeah, when I see that in a person, boy, I doubt a lot of things. And I, well, mostly I just feel like I'm probably not going to be able to connect very well to that person. And also, they'll probably find me annoying and tell me, Rena, you're overthinking it.